Welcome to Tencent Beer Life. Hey, we're back once again. What's going on, Brian? Hey, what's going hey. on, buddy? Sarah's asking me about the remote. I don't know. I don't have pockets right now. I don't have the remote on me. So. Checking between the couch cushions. <laughs> she can't hear me. You have headphones on. What's going on, dude? I Not much, buddy. I am hungover as shit. Yeah, <laughs> I've been no. struggling today. I got drunk for the election. Uh, I haven't been drunk in a few months. And I definitely haven't been liquor drunk in like six, seven months. And then I, I polished off the lion's share of uh, a bottle of Glenn Levitt Founders Reserve, and it is delicious. And I went overboard. Well, that's good. Well, we're recording. Normally, we record like two or three in the afternoon. It's <laughs> 7.45, 7 7.35. Yeah. Brian texted me and said, I can't make three o'clock. I was like, fuck. So, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm not hungover. I stayed up all night, uh, slept for about three hours, and then, you know, I don't think we need to get overly political, but holy shit. What an election, dude. This has been tight. I mean, it's dude, this crazy. is crazy. This is really, really nuts. And I, I'm just really hoping that all of the whole like fraudulent voting shit gets put to bed and that all these dickholes just fucking live with the way that we've been doing this shit. I get it's a little bit different with the mail in, but come on. Like, we're, we're doing it to the best of our abilities. The votes are, are in. Let's just ride with, with what happens. Yeah, it was really weird, and we won't spend a bunch of time on the election, but it was really weird watching, uh, you know, them open up fucking ballots. Uh, former uh, college football coach Tommy Tuberville was running for, like, uh, Senate in Alabama, and, like, I was watching, and, like, initially when they opened it up, he's a Republican, they opened up all the, the early ballots in Alabama, and he was just getting smoked by, like, 20 points, and I was like, no fucking way, like... Auburn head coach, fucking Tommy Tuberville, Republican, yeah. getting smoked in Alabama. Something's weird. And then he had just second half stormed back. So it really, you know, tale of two tapes depends on when they opened up those uh, those early and mail-in ballots. And now, uh, you know, now it's fucking now it's fucking the other side, and they're all butthurt about it. But you know, we yep, it happened. We watched Biden. Well, not we, but I'm not burging, but. Uh, you know, we watch one side be like, yay, the oh shit. And now it's happening again and whatever. It's wild. We, we're going to deal with it regardless. Let's Either way, it is enthralling. Like, yes. I <laughs> yes. do not watch CNN or Fox News or any of the 24 hour news channels. Like, I mostly get, um, you know, I keep an eye on Twitter and I, I read, you know, articles um, when I see things. But like, I have been glued to, to CNN and Fox News. I want to hear what both are saying. And it is just fucking enthralling television. Yeah, I'm pretty dumb when it comes to most stuff. So they were like, I know Fox News was like Virginia and Trump had like, he had like 67% of the vote and they were already calling it for the Democrats. I'm like, how could he even do that? And they're like, ah, fuck it. We're just chalking this one up for a loss. So, you know. <laughs> they already called uh, Arizona. CNN hasn't. And so like they called it for the Democrats. But then, like, a whole bunch of the, the people from Trump's camp that they had on there talking were like, well, we feel really good about Arizona. We might flip Arizona around. And it's like, wait, it's been called already. Like, 
I just I I don't I don't know what all these people are thinking. Dude, it's nuts. I, I in other in other news, did you see all the states that legalized marijuana and drugs yesterday too? It's just it yeah, like, we need more of that in Ohio. Yeah, dude, Montana, South Dakota, Mississippi legalized medical marijuana. Uh, South Dakota, I said them already. Oregon, you can take mushrooms, and it they decriminalized all drugs. You did can, that actually pass? I didn't. Yeah, you could smoke crack in uh, Oregon on the street and not get in trouble. Well, not go to jail. I got to imagine you're going to be forced into some sort of program at that point. Well, yeah, it's decriminalized, so they're not going to throw you in jail, like you said. But you still can't. I'm sell for that. Crack. I like and that. I got a friend that works uh, in the probation in the courts, and he was like, "Yes, this is." You know, we waste too much money just throwing people in jail over drugs. Uh, you know, don't sell drugs. Or if you're high on crack and you steal a car, you go to jail. But yeah, the, the act of smoking crack shouldn't be a criminal uh, offense. So it's not a felony, you know, yeah. like uh, it, fine, make it a misdemeanor and make somebody pay a fine. But like hard jail time, like all of a sudden the taxpayers have to pay for the, the tens of thousands of dollars it, it takes to feed in house prisoners it just doesn't make any goddamn sense yeah it's he told me one he's like for instance he said uh public defender for uh drug trial he's like we'll get a bill for ten thousand dollars for one one case ten thousand dollars nuts so anyhow that's good recreational in arizona uh washington dc uh what decriminalized psychedelic drugs that's wild uh, yeah jersey as well so i mean that was uh Big big election night for the uh, the drugs as well. So for the fun people. Yeah, yeah, we're just partying. <laughs> like if, if we're gonna have to deal with this bullshit, we might as well be stoned out of our mind. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I don't know, Tommy Tuberville. Like I was watching him, and Anthony Gonzalez was running former Ohio State receiver. I don't know. I didn't look if he won or not, but he's. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really care that much. Um, Tommy Tuberville was down and had a big. Second half comeback, Republican Alabama, and I was just then he got up there and gave a speech and told all Democrats to go to hell, and uh, what a dick! <laughs> but he also did the same thing like in Cincinnati when they lost the game. He told a fan in the stands to go to hell. The guy remember that? Yeah, guys are all piece of shit. So yeah, because they ran. He was pissed because uh, a lot of uh, out of state uh, boosters for his uh, the guy running against him put together this commercial of all the college football jobs that he just up and quit. <laughs> so there's a Tommy Tuberville's a quitter vote for Daniel Jones. So yeah, politics are fun, but I, uh, you know, I don't understand what's going on. I don't know who the president is anymore. Well, at least no bombs have gone off. The civil war hasn't started yet. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll stay posted on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, you know, uh, love the ones you're with, I guess, and hang out and just enjoy your time. And really, that's all you can yeah. do anymore. All right, uh, enough mushy shit. Browns fucking lost. Ugh. Now, I had to like I was working during the game. I have to work during all these games, which really blows. But like I, I DVR it and then I rewatch it. And I had to sit there on Sunday night and actually rewatch that that terrible game. Now. The weather was insane. Like the, those kicks were like, I mean, it, it was it was taking them so far. Like it, it was the wind was 
to say that it was a factor would be a, a huge understatement. Um, I didn't think that Baker deserved to really take uh, credit for that loss. I feel like we just got out physical. They physically beat our asses. Uh, same thing the Steelers did, just up front kicked our asses. And I still don't understand why Stefanski didn't run the ball more. Like that Kareem a- Hunt is is not getting enough touches right now. It felt like the first time, I mean, obviously the Ravens and the Steelers, but they just beat our ass on the field. It felt like Stefanski, and it wasn't anything brilliant, but it felt like he got outcoached. I mean, for the first time, it really just felt like we got outcoached. But, you know, eight games into the season, like, and that's the first time your rookie head coach really looked like he got worked. Uh, that's not bad, you know. There was yeah. the, whole, the whole OBJ thing, like Miles Garrett went out, but the weather just kind of trumped everything and became like the, the pressing story. And, you know, it is what it is. It's the great equalizer and uh, it's not going to ruin our season. It wasn't a, a huge detrimental loss. It was just, I think we had the ball six times all game and they just, they had three drives. One of them was just under eight minutes and two of them were close to nine. So they just ball controlled and ran it down our fucking throats and made plays. Well, we if, did it sometimes. If I'm not mistaken, this year the Browns are what f- 14 for 15. The opponents have, have gotten first downs on fourth, fourth and however many. So like on, on fourth down, the Browns have only stopped one out of 15 attempts. That Ooh. is horrendous. That is embarrassing. And so much of it comes up the middle. Like you know, too many Browns fans. You talk to them about the things that they, they like and don't like, and, and everybody loves Larry Ogunjobi, and uh, you know everybody loves Sheldon Richardson, which I think it, you know both those guys can can rush the passer okay. Especially I like Sheldon Richardson rushing the passer off the three technique, but like you know, but we we do not stop the run, and I think that us being the fifth ranked run defense this year was I, like it was. I think that was, that's bullshit. I, I think that teams have just been passing because they can and if they wanted to actually run they could run it down our throats and and i think the raiders uh, showed us that that we are a fraudulent a fraudulently good run defense according to numbers going into that game but then uh josh jacobs who has not had a great year and on top of that they were missing several like trent brown um larry uh, richie incognito they had backups in on the offensive line and they still beat the shit out of our defensive front. And then our linebackers do not play disciplined football. Sioni Taki Taki just does whatever the fuck he wants to do. Um, it's, it's just not good. His defense is not good. Taki Taki is one of those guys that, you know, the Browns drafted him and they're like, they're like, he was working construction three months ago and you have to like, <laughs> Oh, this guy's gritty. And you got to like talk yourself into that. He's got to be good, but he's really, you know, it's like, Fucking terrible pick, really. You know, they took him in like the third round, too. Like, yeah. he was a decently high pick. I think he got in trouble. He kept, yeah, he had to go work in construction because he got kicked out of BYU for just fighting his teammates. Like, you can get kicked out of BYU for doing damn near anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, weird pick. Uh, he's not panning out. You know, what was uh, you were talking, and not, not for a bad reason, but you made the point about the run defense. Like, we played the Bengals twice, and all they do is throw the ball. Mm-hmm. So I mean, obviously, like those numbers are going to be skewed. Um, when's the last time did did Oakland even punt the ball? I don't think Cincinnati punted one time when we played them. Uh, I think weeks ago. I think one punt, maybe. I could be wrong about that. 
they I know they missed field goals and that was that happened a couple times, but this this, this defense just doesn't get it done. I, like you, we and then we didn't do anything for free agency, and it's like or not free agency for the trade deadline. It's like you know th- this might be a good time to make a move, and um, I, I like Jake Burns a lot, and I was listening to his podcast, and he made a pretty good point of like just kind of doing everything you can to make the playoffs this year, like selling out to make the playoffs this year is, is a good move because no matter what, like the Jimmy Haslam is a terrible owner and Jimmy Haslam has promised patience over and over again. And then the fans start screaming and Jimmy Haslam seems to listen and then makes a hasty decision. Now I can't really stick up for all these, these guys that, you know, he gave Hugh Jackson too long of a time and, I can't think of anybody else who really deserved to stay longer, except for maybe Chudzinski. Um, but we, we don't know if if, if Jimmy Haslam is going to remain patient if the bottom falls out of this thing. So making the playoffs this year definitely would buy a little extra time, and just having that under the uh, the Haslam ownership could prove to be invaluable. Because if if shit goes wrong next year, like this year, we've had a, a really we've done well with the difficult part of our schedule. This second half is actually pretty damn easy and we should be a 10 win team. Um, and making sure we make, make the playoffs this year. It just, it seems like the the right move, uh, but we didn't try and go get anybody to bolster this defense. Yeah. I mean, you know, they probably, they said, Barry said today in an interview that they're really close to pulling the trigger on a move, but they didn't, you know, that's probably just smoke just to try to, mm-hmm appease the fan base that's constantly carrying pitchforks down to Berea. But the uh, the big thing is, like you said, you know, sell out to make the playoffs because at that point then you're creating veterans. You get guys with playoff experience on this team, you know, then mm-hmm. the next year they go in and go in. So I think it's invaluable that we try. There's some guys that got cut. I know uh, the putt return thing came up because they were talking about Ted Ginn could come in. He got cut by the Bears, but I'm like, we don't even return punts, so why would we? You know, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of the whole thing. A couple pass rushers and stuff, guys that you could probably pick up and sign fairly cheap that are out of work now. But you know, we'll see what happens. Um, Got to buy. We need run defense. We need like you know the Raiders for all the weirdness that they've uh, weird decisions they've made, like taking Cleveland Farrell fourth overall. You know, they they still they went and they got Hankins, uh, an Ohio State guy who had kind of bounced around the league a little bit, but. Big run stuffer. You know, we need a big run stuffer type, and we just keep taking these uh, slightly undersized, quicker guys that are, are more meant to rush the passer. And, you know, especially when you don't have decent linebackers, you know, a, a, a run stuffing de- defensive tackle is going to be something that we need to address sooner rather than later. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I don't think they'll probably do anything with any of these guys that got cut, but let's just uh, you know hope everybody gets healthy and then we go into the second half of the season and don't browns it. I mean, let's just – hopefully we don't fucking suck. <laughs> that's that's the only <laughs> hope. Kudos to the Raiders. I mean, they, they, they're a well, well-put-together football team. I, it's, not a, it's not a bad loss to lose to them at 3-3. Three and three. Like, there's a lot of good teams right now that are – the records don't show it, so I, I think, think we missed Nick Chubb more than than people thought we would. You know, you think you oh well, Kareem Hunt like we we had the two headed monster, and then now we're just going to throw in a top notch running back to take over. And Kareem Hunt's good, but 
especially for the system as far as being like that that zone runner. Nick Chubb is, as it turns out, quite a bit better at that. So I, I think the team is very much missing Nick Chubb right now. That's one of those games where he would have broke a 40, 50-yard touchdown run, and it would have been the difference. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a couple drops in the game. That game could have went either way. Uh, the wind, I mean, it's not much to get hung up on. Miles Garrett's not completely injured, which is good. He's just a little sore. Um, you know, so that's a positive. But Austin Hooper's coming back. Uh, we're still waiting on Chubb. We're still waiting on uh, Wyatt Teller. Uh, but, you know. We should beat the Texans, and that's the next game. We had two weeks. There was a COVID scare. We we dodged that. So, I, uh, I'm a little nervous about Jarvis Landry. Little crack rib, yeah, dude. He's probably probably could use this time off more than anybody right now. Yeah, and he he's dropped. He's not been the sure-handed guy that he's he's been for his entire career. Like he he was. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he, like he had like the a record for receptions at like the stage of his career. Like he was uh, a hundred to one hundred and ten reception guy every single year, and he was just a sure-handed thing. And 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 this year he's he's dropped way too many balls. I think they said he had three drops in that Raiders game. And yeah, the weather was bad, but like, and he's hurt. So I like, I I don't know. I just I, I'm a little nervous about what Juice has been bringing to the table. The touchdown pass, the one like it, the ball just, you know, it just tipped out and I uh, hit yeah. the ground. There was that other one. Baker kind of put it up there a little high for him and he got dinged in the ribs and he dropped it. But that was another, that was two touchdown passes that he dropped. I mean, whether or not you put the blame totally on him, he had the balls in his hands and <laughs> dropped them. So I thought that the the throw on the touchdown pass that got overturned, I thought it was kind of crazy that they overturned that, but not the run for a one. Um, and then. I mean, I, I thought that that throw from Baker wasn't too bad. I thought that was actually pretty good. He put it to where only Jarvis could get it. Jarvis had it and then just couldn't complete it. Yeah, I you know I heard people say, oh Baker, you know you you're hanging him out to drive, but you know those guys get paid to go up and grab that ball and you get it in that position. So I'm I'm a Baker apologist. Sometimes I I'll be the first to admit it, but you know other people look to blame him for everything, and that sucks too. So. It does, but that that's quarterback in the NFL. I mean, yeah. if you're a quarterback winning, you get all the glory, and if you're losing, you get crucified. It's no middle ground. Yeah, that's why he gets the blowjobs and the escalades at the Cheesecake Factory because he's the quarterback. <laughs> Kickers don't get blown at Cheesecake Factory. Them nice, warm Rittman mouths. <laughs> <laughs> that girl is trash. <laughs> yeah, she is. And naturally, she went straight to Rover's Morning Glory. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my buddy it's, called me he was like she's fucking lying dude i was like i don't think she's lying but what a trash ball baker's just uh swimming in the gutter that whole thing was probably just her 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 ploy to get on rover's morning glory so she could hook up with Dieter. <laughs> <laughs> oh so i don't know i uh you know Politics has been a big theme uh, this past week. So this oh, yeah? Yeah, no shit. Look, fuck you. I'm segwaying here, man. We're, what, six episodes in? But fuck you. I was going to talk about uh, – I didn't realize how many athletes have ran and been in office. So I sent you over an article. We were just glancing through those. Um, yeah, I, I know have- Gerald Ford played at Michigan. I know Ronald Reagan was an old-timey f- football player with the – leather helmet and the goofy pants and shit 
wearing sweaters out on the field. Did it, was it USC that he played at? Who? No, I think he was at West Point. Was he? Bill Bradley was almost president. Like he ran for president. Uh, he's a basketball player. And then there was uh, yeah, Jack Kemp ran with Dole back when we were kids. Chael Sonnen wasn't on that list, but Chael Sonnen from the UFC, who was like a pretty masterful shit talker. He uh, he was about to run in Oregon, and then I guess some some shady shit from his past came out. Well, what do you remember what it was? No, some some real estate dealing that he like. I can't remember exactly what had happened, but um, I, I Jesse the Body Ventura is like the guy as far as athletes turned politicians. Like Jesse the fucking Body was the governor of Minnesota, and then he and like, he batshit crazy. He's he, from <laughs> Predator, he, the man from Predator. Two Predator castmates who were governors. Of of the United States <laughs> states, yeah. And then didn't he try to fucking pick a fight with like American sniper Chris Kyle? Yeah. Well, I don't know if he really picked a fight. I know Chris Kyle punched him in the face, um, and then I think he won. Like he got money from Chris Kyle's estate for after he was dead. He sued, yeah, he sued his dead wife's. You know, and took mm-hmm. what a what a piece of work. I think it was like him talking shit about the seals and that like people were like, Oh, you weren't even a seal. You were whatever the predecessor was, um, like a frog man or something like that, whatever before the Navy seals, the people doing the same shit. Like I think Jesse, the body was that. And then just kind of like, you know, lumped him in saying, yeah, I'm a, I'm a seal. And I think that that is what the whole thing was over, whether or not he was a Navy seal or not. And him talking shit. Um, but he was like a, a very flamboyant and and like heel type of wrestler, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he? Yeah, he battled with like Bob Buckland for the title a bunch, and like Hogan, he had a feud with. Yeah, and he always came out with the boa, and you know, he's doing coke and oiling up, probably. You know what I mean? Like he was just he was the '80s. He was partying. He was super buff. I mean, I just watched the uh, Dark Side of the, the Ring bottom. about um, Animal from Legion of Doom. And uh, they had John Laurinaitis on there. Didn't he recently pass? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love the Legion of Doom. That that was a crazy one. That that the guy that was uh, Hawk from Legion of Doom. Like <laughs> the drugs just were were way too much for him. Those those guys back in the eighties. Holy shit, were their lives insane? Oh yeah, dude. The, the Jake the Snake Roberts has like great stories. Like he used to like go out Ooh. with like the junkyard dog and like those guys and they do a bunch of coke and he would just leave the snake in the trunk of his car and they'd be in Detroit and Jake, the snake would just have to go keep buying fucking boa constrictors. Cause he kept just freezing them to death in his truck while he's out at the bar. <laughs> Talk about intense stories. Like that guy's origin story, like how he is not like a super villain is insane. If I'm not mistaken, he is the product of like, his grandmother's boyfriend raping his mother. Yeah, it's something crazy like that. It's something- I watched that DDP documentary where, like, it was DDP trying to get Jake the Snake's life back together. That was great. Uh, DDP's a, a great guy. I have DDP yoga. I don't do it much, but I have it. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah, he did though. He's, he's uh, fucking Jake the Snake's on AEW. He's a like a fucking manager now. 
No shit. Yeah, he's ba- he's back in the saddle, dude. I never watched I like any AEW. I, I haven't watched any yet. Everybody keeps telling me it's better. I, you know, yeah, I know you're not you're not a big wrestling guy, are you? So my girlfriend is obsessed with wrestling. She loves it. Like her birthday present for the past, well, her third birthday that we've been together is coming up, and I've gotten her the WWE Network every year. You're and, both too old for her, bro. It's only her third birthday. <laughs> fucking creep it's called grooming and there's nothing wrong with it um no she's she's about to be 25 um and she loves that shit she loves wrestling but like current wwe the superstars suck like they're terrible roman reigns is boring as shit they need to stop pushing him uh i like drew mcintyre he does some fun stuff but it feels like 98 percent of wrestling now is just kicks they just throw super kicks that like that's over half of the finishing moves at this point are like super kicks variations of super kicks. It's, it's just, I, it's, I know that you can't do like pile drivers anymore unless you're the undertaker, but like I, I miss that shit. Like a solid finisher, like a pile driver, a power bomb. They're hard to come by these days. Yeah. It, it is a lot of kicking. And that was like Shawn Michael would just knock you out with that. Now it's like, mm-hmm. Guys take 15 fucking super kicks before they die, and it's just, eh. I hear you. That is literally all that they do. They just throw super kicks until it's over. Yeah, I, uh, I I check it out from time to time still, but I'm not, I'm not like, I don't mark out for it. I'm not some of the other comics in the area to go super hard. I like the local stuff, the AIW, uh, Steve Guy's the ring announcer. If, if you I've been meaning to catch that, yeah. Yeah, once COVID cleans up, go, dude. It's 20 bucks. There's usually cheap beers, cheap drinks, uh, and it's a spectacle. It's it's a lot of fun, and you see guys, you know, jumping off balconies without health insurance, and it's just for the love of the game, dude. It's <laughs> But a lot of those guys, you turn around, and then you see them on WWE or AEW, and so that's really cool. There's, there's a lot of local guys where I'm like, I watched him in a gymnasium over on the west side where we're – Shotgun and beers with him out of his fucking El Dorado outside after the fucking show. You know, it's just so it's kind of cool. Like it's very personal and stuff. So I wanted to go when they had Sabu there. Oh yeah, they dude. Those were that was at uh what is that? What's that punk rock bar? Uh, Now that's class. Yeah, that's when they were doing them out back. Of now that's class, dude. Now that's class is that is that place is so grimy it, like it's fun like they everything i've i've gone to see there has been a good time except for all of the comedy open mics that have been attempted there those are always like absolutely terrible but like i i saw radio moscow there that was cool i saw a Kyle Kinane show there actually that was great um but i mean there's there's skateboard ramps <laughs> inside of the the bar it's it's crazy yeah, they uh they were doing a wrestle ragers, what they would call it. It'd be an outside wrestling event out back. They did like three or four of them there. And I don't know if that place closed or not. I think it was on the cusp, and then uh, COVID. Really? So yeah, that's. I think I've heard that. Don't quote me on that, but I don't know. There is a bar that I won't name in the Cleveland area that has something, and I've never actually been there for it. But I know people who haven't and have seen Snapchats and shit. They do something called the halftime huff. Have you heard of this? No idea. At Browns games, they take this this substance. It is a VCR cleaner. 
and they put it in a brown paper bag and they pass it around for the bar for everybody to to huff out of the bag. <laughs> it's, so, like a, it's like an official thing. They have like posters and shit for it. I'm so there's posters for it. I'm assuming they don't sell food. Uh no. No. I I'm gonna have to get the name of this place. Not that I want to go in there and huff. I just wanna I just want to witness this. I wonder if COVID has slowed that. The half time huff. <laughs> Sorry, patrons. Due due to COVID nineteen, there will not be any half time huff. Or if they give their everybody their own VCR cleaner. <laughs> I, I've I've never huffed. I don't think I've huffed anything before. I've I've never been a no. aside from the uh, the now legal for medicine uh, substances like weed, but. Like I've never done inhalants other than that. No, I take that back. I have. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you never did a whip it. I've never actually done a whip it. No, I I don't think I have either. But I had friends that would just have empty fucking <laughs> whipped cream. Our high school was next to a school, so he would go over there and steal whipped cream, and then. He would just have them in his car and in his house. He'd just have empty hide whipped cream bottles. Yeah. <laughs> he he's uh I don't know what happened to that kid, but uh yeah. I tried to do it on on whipped cream bottles. I just don't think I did it correctly. Yeah, you just got from what I've heard is you just gotta tilt the nozzle just a little bit. And then just before the whipped cream comes out and you huff that. I just would rather have the whipped cream come out. So I was going to say, like, uh, the fact that I, I failed doing that, I had a great consolation prize, and it was whipped cream. Yeah, you, if you fuck it, if you do it correctly, then you can't get any of the whipped cream out of the can anyway. So it's like, eh, do I want to get high for three seconds or have whipped cream for a week? It's, <laughs> I guess people use um, CO2 cartridges as well and uh, use it with that. Yeah, like the, I know that like rave people love that shit. Yeah, that's not my scene. I don't know much about that. So, what else, Brian? You got anything else? I, no, I'm, I'm too hungover to really hungover. rack my brain for anything creative today. Yeah, it's been kind of a rough go for me as well. Um, huh. Oh, fuck. That's what I forgot. We got... People are finally emailing the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, okay. So... We apparently we asked for dick pics, so we got a few of those. Oh, uh, all right, there we go. Yeah, I uh, I knew one of the guys. I don't think it's real. Um, <laughs> I I just I I think he sent us a falsetto penis, so I don't think that was real. You should still probably rate it on a scale. Of it was one. it was it was a great cock, but I was like, dude, that's not your hand. <laughs> I, I saw it. So then we got like an anonymous email, and I'll read it. Will you turn that down just a little bit? I know, I know. My wife just comes in and she's just putting on fucking RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm sitting here. I got one hour. It's just they're just going to be on there screaming like, "Yes, Queen, you look so good." I'm not going to mock them, but that's what the whole show is. They just yell the whole time. I've watched so much RuPaul's Drag Race. You know when the the whole uh, uh, Yas thing uh, blew up and everybody on social media was posting Y and six A's and five S's. I had been reading that as as yes <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> In my head, it was always yes, 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 queen, yes, queen. 
Oh, that's good. No, we uh, new slash. I had COVID, so I was home for a while, and uh, we watched a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race during COVID. And uh, you know, I caught up. I had I had my favorites. I have this bitch named Milk, dude. I can't I can't stand her. She doesn't even know how to put on fucking lipstick. Fucking idiot. Uh, I was getting. I was sitting there like I'm 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 into this now. I guess so. Anywho, never seen it. I've watched. Uh, unfortunately more America's Next Top Model than I ever hoped that I would. Uh, early in COVID, my girlfriend watched that for like the fifth time through. Uh, and I had to watch more of that than I, I, I liked. That one just doesn't have any redeeming qualities. It's it's terrible. I I wouldn't know anything about that. I, uh, you know, I just sit at RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm like, I'm like if I get hard, I'm going to have to question my sexuality, uh, at least with America's Next Top Model. You don't have to worry about that, but some of, some of those girls do. They they do a great job. I mean, it's it's super impressive. So, anyhow, yeah. this this guy just emails us. Uh, I came across your show and really enjoy it. Kyle sounds like a fat, lovable beer drinking dummy that we we'll always we always have as a friend. I don't know what that means. It was spelled wrong. So what if he punches himself after a big loss and probably has a dick like a four leaf clover? That's really, and then it goes on. Um, Brian does a great job. Uh, Cleveland fans are obnoxious. You're just blind to it. Blah, blah, blah. Dick like a four-leaf clover. What does that even mean? That's like, what I wanted to break down. Very thin thin shaft and then big big on top. I, like, I, I, I just like, am I lucky green? to find it? You know, is it just, is he just like an insult like that? Or dick Get like a lucky a, dick. The lucky dick. Yeah, that's not what I've been told, but um, yeah, just I've never heard a dick described as a four-leaf yeah. clover. Whoever that was, please expand on that. Yeah. Um, Let us know what the fuck that means. Yeah, Mondo Duke, I believe your name was, which sweet name. I'm assuming that's a uh, fake name. It's an impractical Joker's reference. Is it? It is. Mondo Duke. Okay. Well, now we're getting somewhere. I never would. I I just put that on and I aimlessly stare at the TV. I laugh till I cry when I watch that show. It's great. It's I laugh so goddamn hard. They basically own True TV. Yes, they do. And it, like it's it's almost like how how Borat was, where you're like, how the fuck does everybody not know about this? Like those guys aren't even wearing disguises. How how are are regular people not ruining everything that they try to do? I, I don't well some people will know and they'll be like you're from impractical jokers and they're like yeah but we're not on camera right now and then they fucks with them and then it's on camera and they, they, they I, I have seen them do that I've seen other people say like you look like that guy from impractical jokers and he's like I, you know I get that all the time and then they just continue with the bit yeah so yeah maybe people it just doesn't register that like it's it's actually happening in real life you know. The uh, first year that I worked with the Cleveland Comedy Festival, one of the names that came up uh, to bring in was Sal Volcano uh, as a headliner. And I voted yes immediately. And everybody was like, is he a real stand-up? And I would have actually seen Sal do stand-up before. And he's very funny. Uh-huh. Very good stand-up. And everybody was like, eh, you know, he's not a real stand-up. And then he did hilarities and sold out within 20 minutes. Yep. And then I think he did uh, one of the theaters at Playhouse and sold it out real quick. And I'm just like, fuck. Oh, well, you you, you live and you learn. But like when you're on TV 18 hours a day, you know, people are going to come. <laughs> you're going to have a fan base. 
and it's it's family friendly for the most part, which I actually like it that they're not always super family friendly, but it's family friendly enough that like kids watch it. And so when somebody comes into town, like like Brian Regan, a lot of his ability to sell tickets comes from a, him being like the best comedian ever, but B, the fact that people bring their entire family to the shows. Man, I went and saw him, Brian Regan, uh, during COVID, he came back and uh, he did a Larry. Yeah, and, I had uh, to miss that one. I had tickets and uh, I went and he he, he uh, didn't dye his hair and he just comes out with white hair and he's like, I guess I'll talk about the elephant in the room and it's like COVID's just <laughs> fucking huge and he completely avoided uh, talking about COVID completely <laughs> because he just didn't dye his hair. I was like, it's brilliant. <laughs> Being uh, the other comic I was with, we were really impressed with that. He just completely skated all of COVID and just went in and did a monster show. It was. I He's probably the reason that I, I do comedy. Like he's, I started listening to Brian Regan live in the car with my family when I was in like the what sixth, seventh grade. I downloaded that one illegally. I've I've listened to that album over and over and over again, and he is just so goddamn funny. I, I was pretty late to the party on him. He's not necessarily what I liked as first when I got into comedy, but just mm-hmm. learning comedy, it's just like God, he's brilliant. I mm-hmm. mean, the the best set that I've ever seen live in person was uh, Mike Birbiglia. I saw him at Hilarities one year, and just unbelievable. I sat right up front and just watched him, and it just that was the best stand-up show I've ever seen. Was him, and then there was uh, some kid from New York. I can't remember his name. Lester. Uh, I talked to him after the show. He was a very good feature as well. But yeah, Berbiglia, and I—I I was never like way into him, but I—I I love him. I just—I think—I think he's just fucking, just a monster. I like him a lot. Um, I have not heard all that much of his stand-up, but anything I have heard, I like a lot. Yeah, I I wasn't real. I just went to the show because I was like, yeah, what else am I gonna do? And I was just blown away. Best nice. live stand up I've ever seen. Who would you say? Yeah, we, we talk sports, but we we do stand up. I don't really talk stand up too much with anybody. Who's the best I've seen? Yeah, the best you've seen, not your favorite, but the best show, the best like live performance you've ever seen. <sighs> That's really tough. Um, I mean, Joey Diaz absolutely murdered every show that I've I've done with him. I've opened for him a couple times. Um, Jim Jeffries was a monster. I didn't work with him, but I went and saw him before he started hitting theaters when he was at hilarities. But the, somebody that I have worked with a couple times, the only person that the improv will actually book me with, uh, is a guy named John Morgan, the raging Cajun John Morgan. And I cannot think of anybody who I truly believe could follow him after Like if you gave him a 15 minute set, I think that Dave Chappelle would have a hard time fo- going after him. Really? Like he brings the fucking house down and it's so much energy. And he is, it, he's something else. The raging Cajun, John Morgan. I'll have to check him out. I have no idea who he is, but that's brings the house down every time. Who's your and favorite? Those are hard room. Like that's oh, a hard yeah, room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That is a hard room. The improv is, is very difficult to win over in Cleveland. And like, I've heard a bunch of different podcasts. Like uh, they were talking on, uh, on your mom's house. They had, I think it was Rogan on and they were talking about like the hardest clubs. And the first one that, that Christina P and Tom Segura started talking about was the Cleveland improv. It's very difficult. Yeah. That's kind of, I, you hear that all the time. I've, 
I've never, I don't think I've ever been to a show down there. I can't say that I've ever went down there for anything, but um, nevertheless, I don't know why. I, uh, I, every time I, I love Lavelle Crawford. He's one of my favorites. Every time he comes down, I want to go see him. Mm-hmm. He works the improv and uh, I never can go. Um, Stan Hope. Great room. I, I like the, everybody at the, the improv a lot. They just, they, they don't, they don't work me much. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you'll have that. So, um, well, good. I don't have much else to add to this. We we squeaked out another ten minutes. You know, we did it. We, yeah, we 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 did it. Good for us. Um, keep emailing the show, even if it is your penis. Uh, I don't care that much. I will compare them to other uh, penises. Yeah. Mondo Duke, please explain to us. What uh, dick like a four-leaf clover means. Um, and if anybody else has any sort of uh, foliage comparisons for your dick, send them on in too. Yeah, I uh, yeah, would love to hear them. <laughs> um, one thing that I've been thinking about doing, if you, I've talked to numerous times about shitty things that I've done in sporting events. I've punched myself. I've punched chairs. I've thrown stuff. I don't think Brian is quite as insane as me. No, um, not much. But if you got a crazy fucking story about how you were a dickhead or, you know, somebody was a dickhead or anything at a sporting event, you know, this is 10 cent beer life. It's about people throwing things and riding at sporting events. So I had a 13 hour blackout, which I guess it includes sleep, but I had a 13 hour blackout at a, a Browns Ravens game a few years ago. I'd say that's the, the rowdies. I don't even know what the hell happened then. My body hurt a bunch and I woke up at my friend's house. I have no idea how I got there. Did you Nobody black, does. blackout before the game? Uh, it was a 425 game and I blacked out probably five minutes into the first quarter. I'm assuming the Ravens won. Um, yes, they won that one. Yeah. So you're just down. At, where, where do you if you're going to go tailgate? Where, where do you go? Muni lot was where I, I was going for a while, but I, I started getting that, that free ticket just to drive the RV home. So I, I, I was skipping the tailgate for a while cause I wasn't really drinking. Um, for a long time when I was a younger man, I, I didn't have a ticket to the games, but would still go tailgate. So I watched a lot of, a lot of games. I used to watch them at blind pig on West six. That was my favorite spot going to the basement there and, and post up. But, uh, at this point I, I I'm old and, tired and i prefer my living room to even for the most part going to games even really i At still point, i still yeah. i still very much enjoy going to the game i'm a pit guy i was people like we're going to the muni line i'm like oh fuck that i'm going down to the pit what do you like about the pit it's easy in easy out it's not it's uh you know it's crazy enough but it's not, you know, it's not a bunch. Is of- it easy out, right? Because like, that's right in the thick of things. Once everything's over, you you bounce out onto like the the west side down there, and I can get out of there pretty quick. I've I haven't had any problems. Uh, yeah, I guess you can think it's a line, but I don't know. I've gotten really good at maneuvering around down there, and uh, so I just run out that hill, and I don't want to walk real far either. Like I just go up the hill, down the hill, and I'm in and out. So. Um, yeah, I just like it. It's, it's a nice mix of crazy and relax. The airport is a sweet place to go when it's cold. Cause they got those indoor bathrooms. And, uh, especially if you're with the women, they, uh, Berk Lakefront. Yeah. You can go inside and piss there. I have never been to Burke Lakefront airport ever. Okay. Ooh, I want to give you a little, a little 
10 cent beer life inside fucking trick. I don't tell anybody about this, but I'll put it out on the podcast. We don't have a big listener base right now. You're ever at the Indians game and you come out of the gate that faces the queue and uh-huh. you go to go towards Ontario, you bust left. There's a little um, cubby. I think there, there might be like a two box office windows. If you go and you hang a left, you walk out of the gates, you hang a left to walk towards Ontario. There's a little cutout. You can go back there. There are two bathrooms outside that you can pop in in during and after and before the games. They're like two or three stalls each. You can go in and out of the bathroom. There's no one's ever in there. Secret bathroom. Chamber of Secrets. Jacobs Field. Yeah. Progressive Field. But yeah. Good place to take a dump. Take, take a dump. You know, when I was a uh, dirty smoker, I would go out there and piss and smoke a cigarette at the same time. You know, it's it's nice. Nobody's ever in there. Um, you heard it here first. Don't tell a bunch of people, but there's a secret bathroom out there. Chamber of Secrets. Outside, outside of the stadium bathroom. Before I, I had to cut gluten out of my diet, but before I used to have terrible stomach problems and finding like a, a, a good place to take a shit anywhere I was going to be for a few hours was crucial. And like the, my ultimate uh, secret, and this is, this is uh, uh, you know, a, a life lesson for anybody that's doing any tailgating or, or going to Browns games. Imodium is an invaluable thing to have on you. See, I just, I can block up like no problem. I'll just wait. You so you you've never had to uh, to take a shit while while down tailgating? No, not that I can recall. Like if good for I, you. I can go on a car trip or vacation, and like I'll just my body will be like, what? Uh, we're not we're not shitting. I mean, I'll go shit. Like I'll take shit. It's not like I get like shit stage fright, but like I'll just be like yeah, I can wait. I can wait. If if I'm at home, I'm shitting all the time. At work, I can shit all the time. But like if I go on a trip, it's just kind of like as needed or you know when when there's time i, I shit <laughs> it's beautiful like i'm not you know is there anything to attest this to is it all mental or like are you just i have no idea stocking up on dairy products and well and i mean that's, plugging that's, things that's up. a big part of the the hon horse food pyramid is dairy it's the foundation <laughs> your grains are bad for you you know it's dairy i got dairy queen waiting for me right now oh damn uh, my uh my one buddy though it's just like if I have to shit, like I have to stop the car and get out and shit on the side of the road, like that's like a, a Crohn's or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Like a pretty serious condition your buddy's got. I lived with him for a while in college, and he would wipe his ass, and he'd use like I don't know if he's just fucking stupid, but he would use like a half a roll of toilet paper almost every time he wiped his ass. And I'm like, I had a buddy that was like that. You're insane! Like I've walked in there and just like seen like what he was doing once, and I was just ugh. Why are you using so much toilet paper? Did nobody teach you as a child how to wrap it around your hand properly? It was just, he would just like roll it out, like bunch it into a fucking pile and stick it up his ass. I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> we went through a lot of toilet paper to the point where like we had to address it when you're splitting the fucking groceries and the bills. Like, hey, man, you got to buy your own toilet paper now. Yeah. You need more equity in this, this toilet paper situation. Yeah. It's all good though. I don't know. I bet he's still, he's very, very uh, professional and uh, successful guy. And I'm sure he still wipes his ass like a toddler. <laughs> well, I'd say that's a good place to end this. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, good. Yeah. Like rate and review the uh, podcast. Email us 10 cent beer life at gmail.com. Oh, we got a bye week next week. Um, so we'll be back though. Much needed. Yeah, yeah. Let's rest those ribs. Yep. Go Browns. Go Browns.